Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is November the 16th. Big weekend coming up. Hassel's coming back to Iowa. Break it all down. Our dads are in a uh, verbal war on Twitter. Uh, We are Two Guys Named Chris, presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Channel Seed presents our studio sponsorship each and every day here on Iowa Everywhere. We're going to be going to a channel seed little tailgate that they're having uh for their company before the game coming up on saturday which works out because i've been planning to go and hassle you can stop over and say hello to the fellas with me how are you today great i'm good good to see uh well you're not wearing your pink eye hat but you're still wearing pink no eye i have glasses. no pink eye it's a it's a teeny teeny tiny bit pink but i got antibiotics and i'm, I'm good to go baby dude that's the worst like it's that's... freaking terrible that's too bad. I'm sorry that happened to you. So it it had gotten better, and then it got worse again, and my eye felt like it was two times the size of what it normally was. Brutal. <laughs> Just brutal. But uh, no, I'm good now. Good. You get your Ready hair to starting to grow back. When's the last time you shaved your head? Uh, been like three weeks. So yeah, I'm growing it back for the winter, for the winter months. I got to have something to shave off for the cancer kids in April. So growing okay. her back. We got Staddy Van Winkle, Staddy Van Winks, producing the program. Hello. I can't wait. Matt, have you gotten paid yet? I, I did get a contact, yes. Oh, what, okay. What are the chances that you Ball's turn around and just swear at Van Winkle and like yell at him because he's not doing his job damn, right? Damn it, Van Winks. <laughs> uh, it's, if he screws up like an Iowa State name or stat, I'm going to be all over him. Get all over his ass. Oh, look, we've got a new uh, contributor to the chat. It's Chiz Williams. <laughs> Before What's we up, get Chiz? into the Cooper DeGene uh, injury, which we will, so th- this God's honest truth, this is exactly how it goes down. Hassel gets the assignment. He's coming to Ames. We're all excited. And Chris kind of puts it in my ear late last week. Yeah, my dad may want to come. He doesn't want to miss out on the fun. And I was like, hey, that's great. 
He's like, he can come hang out with me. He can do whatever. My dad gets wind of this, and my dad offers up my mom's ticket for him. My mom is just going to donate her ticket to the, one of the bigger games in the last you know 10 years in Iowa State football. You know, electric atmosphere, and we're just going to give it to him. Dad's going to drive Don around, you know, name, show him around, tailgate, just give him a grade A experience. And and my dad gets a, you know, thanks but no thanks from Don <laughs> Hassel. As you can see, if you're watching on the stream right now, I send a text message out, hey, Hassel's dad won't be able to make it, doesn't need that ticket. My dad simply replies, chicken shit. In reference to Mr. Don Hassel. So I I sent them to the text last night. He didn't know until yesterday that this ticket was available. But I said, William said you could go to the game with his dad if you want. And he said, no, tell him thanks. It's too much being a night game. Did you see that news about Cooper DeGene? Like, <laughs> he, he already moved on. Like, he didn't really care about the ticket being offered to him. All he cared about was Cooper DeGene. And then that, th the light went off right there. My dad's not going to go to the game. He would have to miss the Iowa game. The Iowa game is at 2.30, right? He could have sat in my camper and watched the Iowa game. I also think he's a little bit worried being around all those Ames fans and Ames yeah. people. I think that that makes him uncomfortable. If they find out, oh my, oh my God, that's Don Hassel. Oh yeah, that's Don Hassel from Twitter. He, he would be worried. He would be attacked. I think there's a, a a slight part of him that's also worried that he might gain some respect for Iowa State and Iowa State <laughs> fans, and he doesn't want that either. So when I bring this up to everybody in my family, because my wife is working, and so I, I'm telling my wife, like, yeah, I think I think Don Hassel's gonna use one of the tickets and you know she's finagling and talking to figuring out the ticket situation and this is what she sent me because she only knows your dad based on the show mm -hmm. like the comments okay and ashley says don can have your mom's ticket see iowa state fans are kind we treat others the way we would like to be treated <laughs> hear that don and then <laughs> I just think it's funny and then Don replied on Twitter something to my dad about like oh that's how the Williams clan's gonna act eh no it's funny it's good clean fun I wanted so badly to, to get Don up there for that very reason because I think he would have had a good time and I think he would have started to like us more Chris Shipley points out something that I think is correct Don would be the fan that wears an <laughs> Iowa shirt and just get blasted. Uh, he would. We could get him the Ames shirt. Wouldn't he wear that? The Ames? He, you know, he might wear it. So, well, the, the so it's cold. So my, my dad went to, uh, I think he went to the Iowa-Iowa State football game last year when it was cold and rainy at Kinnick. And it scarred him so much that I don't know that he'll ever go back to another oh, game again because he was so yeah. cold. And that and was a terrible game. He always talks about Jack Trice Stadium just being this cold wind tunnel. So I think he's scared about that too. There's there, there's a laundry list of things that he's 
scared about. I love it. <laughs> Brady says uh, he's going to have a sign ready. Section two, row 19. <laughs> Not sure what it's going to read. But so my guy, Steve Kemp, he's got a tailgate spot right down the road from ours. He's you'll, you'll meet, you'll meet Steve, Chris, and he, he's going to have, I think wrestlers go to his tailgate. Like it's an NIL type thing. He said we could have a two guys named Chris dad, son tag team match. <laughs> On, on Saturday. All right, let's get to the big news that broke yesterday. And th- this news just sucks. I would like to think even Iowa State fans don't like seeing this, that Cooper DeGene is out for the year. Iowa, Iowa did put out a release last night that it's a, a pretty severe leg injury. Um, Matt has some vid- video or audio from Kirk Ferentz on his Hawk Talk show. Let's hear what Coach had to say. Yeah, I was thinking about this last week. I'm not sure he's not one of the best players I've ever been around at any level. Like, he is just a uh, – and we've had a lot of great players here. But you, you think about how well he does so many things and how smoothly he does them. Um, doesn't draw really a lot of attention to himself as an individual, except with his play. It's just stellar. Uh, and sometimes I just, you know, you catch yourself saying, did he just do that? I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, the punt return, they got called back. I mean, I can go down the list. So – yeah, I just want to you know say that about him because uh, he's one of the better players I've ever been around, and does it in such a quiet, graceful way. But uh, boy, I tell you, he's a he's one of a football player, and he's a great young guy, just a tremendous guy. But boy, talk about getting play football. Chris, I have said multiple times I think he's the most exciting Iowa player since Tim Dwight, and I I was strongly, strongly considering putting him on my Heisman ballot. Wow, strongly, like I. Because I'm a very big, like, don't give it to the best quarterback on the best team. Like, that's not what the Heisman's supposed The most yeah. exciting player it's, in college football. It's too bad it's football. come to that. Because, yes, Cooper DeGene should be getting some Heisman talk. Marvin Harrison Jr. should absolutely, he should be the front runner for the Heisman, to be honest. Because we are we are grasping at straws here to find the Heisman front runner at quarterback. It's, it's not going very well. I don't think Penix is the most... I, I don't either. Or Bo Nix, he's, he's probably the next one up. I, I, I wouldn't have put Cooper number one for sure. Uh, I don't think he, but he would have been, I think he would have been on my ballot. If that, I, I said it at the time, if that Minnesota one stands, like he's for sure there because that, that's two games. That's two games that him and individual effort would have individually won for Iowa in crunch time. No other player in the country can say that. He is the most electrifying player that we've seen in a really long time to come through our state. And I I really like his story. Small town Iowa kid. Uh, I agree with Coach Ferentz that he's always represented himself very well. Th- this is a this is a real bummer. It, it's a gut punch. I, I feel so bad for him. I mean, I, w- we feel awful as fans because we can't see him. But I feel really bad for him that he's not going to be able to finish his Hawkeye career on the field in you know senior day at Kinnick Stadium one last time, likely the Big Ten championship game. And this is a kid that has major first-round draft potential. Like, this is a guy that I, he is he is right there on big boards right now. And, you know, I, I don't know how much this will hurt him. Um, I, talking with some of our draft guys, they would be worried if it was some kind of Liz Frank injury. I, I don't know if it's that. It, it, 
that kind of comes out later if that's the case. But that I have heard nothing of the sort as of right now. Um, I just hope that he can enjoy these last few games for his teammates and and kind of as a fan, and then just put all of his efforts into getting back for the for the NFL draft season. I mean, I, I do not expect him to make any kind of an effort to to make a bowl game. I mean, let, let's let's be honest here. Let that's not something that he should be concerned about. Now, I, I know for some of the guys, it's in their character to try to to get back for what we call quote unquote meaningless meaningless games. You know, if it's the Outback Bowl or the Citrus Bowl, I just hope that that he can be healthy in time for for the spring and all the yeah. the the NFL draft stuff because I think he has a chance to have a really really special career at the next level as well. I completely agree with you. From a football standpoint, I wanted to ask you, and then I'll give my opinion as well, how does this injury change your view for Iowa for the rest of the season? It changes it. It does. It More than one player normally would on a team. Like, Have you noticed, and I, I'm sure a lot of people do, like you hear that a starting quarterback is out in the NFL and you're thinking the line is going to change drastically. It doesn't. Like one player, even a quarterback, usually doesn't change things too much. Look at the Browns. Deshaun Watson goes out. That line might have moved a point. I, I would make your point, too, with Justin Jefferson. He's, many people believe, the best football yep. player in the NFL. And Vikings like are 5-0 and without him. Yeah, half-point line changes you're talking but I think this is a different animal because Iowa is built so much differently and DeGene does so many different things. Like this this doesn't just take him out of what he does defensively. This is a guy who creates opportunity in every punt return and is the guy who is the first one down there and usually the only guy down there to down Torrey Taylor punts inside the five-yard line. He's the gunner. He goes down and does all that stuff. And we saw what happened last year in the Nebraska game when he went out. That changed mm, everything. Good point. Good point. They lost the game. So I, I think this does. I, I really do. I, I think um, it makes me think that this Big Ten championship game is not a formality now. I, I did before this injury. I did. I had already sharpied Iowa into the Big Ten Championship game. Having only need to win one of the last two, I, I figured they'd win this week against Illinois, take care of business, and that would be that. Now this opens everything up. Like, everybody's in play now. Have you seen some of the scenarios? It's crazy. It's crazy. All yeah. the stuff that can happen if Iowa loses their last two games. And, and I, I'm not saying I expect them to lose now because DeGene is out. I'm just saying that opens it up as a, as a possibility for me mentally. Because I think, I think a, this this is a... Even if we're talking this is only a two-point swing in games, these Iowa games, the totals are so low, points are so scarce, two points might be the difference in a win and a loss. I actually think it's a bigger deal on special teams than it is on defense, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. Phil Parker's system is so good, right? Like, and, and you look at the two offenses that they're about to play now, albeit Illinois is playing better offensive football than it was a month ago. Like that's a caveat here where this Illinois game actually worries me a little bit more now than Nebraska when you look at their offense. But I, you know, 
I, I trust what Phil Parker is going to put out there. The amount of like hidden yardage and dead yardage that mm. Cooper DeGene gives you, and, and and not even like always his returns, Chris, it's the punters are terrified of him. So they'll kick it out of yep. bounds. And That's a great point. You know, like that type of – with this offense, and I know it came on last week, but I still don't trust it by any means. It needs as much help as it can from that defense and that special teams unit. I'm a little more concerned, again, with the special teams and the dead yardage and where what kind of positions that might potentially put, you know, Deacon Hill in that Iowa offense in. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, huge loss on defense, one of the top cornerbacks in college football. But, again, I, I think they're more equipped to – fill in for him with a little bit of notice here. This isn't like the Nebraska game where he goes out and then you're throwing another guy in. you got a couple days to prepare for this, and I, I trust Phil Parker a lot. But I don't think you can really put a value on what he means to that special teams because of all the stuff we don't see. So now is the Illinois punter going to give you a true punt as opposed to you know mm-hmm. trying to work a sidelines, that type of deal? That's a great point. I feel like, um, especially in Iowa games, the hidden yardage on on punts, one way or the other, is often the difference in a game that Iowa plays. Like the difference in Cooper DeGene running up 15 yards to make a fair catch and not let that ball bounce. To a punter, as you said, being scared to kick to him so he shanks it off the side of his foot and only goes 25, 30 yards. Those are the differences in games. The reason why Iowa wins games like this most of the time is because they're the team that gets those those little things done. Whether it's the hidden yardage on the punts or the lack of yardage they'll give you in penalties. I mean, look, look at the penalties right now. They're second in the country behind Michigan for fewest penalty yards and fewest penalties. That is why Iowa has been able to squeak out games like this and why Kirk Ferentz is so comfortable in games like this because he has people like Cooper DeGene that make the difference in, as Matt Campbell likes to say, the margins. Tory and they're not going to have that now. Cooper the, the last two the games other. of the season, and they're not going to have it in the Big Ten Championship game. And I, I do think it's going to make pretty significant difference when we're talking about razor thin margins with game totals in the upper 20s i think they'll lose one of the next two i'm not going to go i don't know which one it just feels like this is a I and mean, you would have had them winning both if he was healthy yeah i think so I mean, I also think it makes the Big Ten championship game less interesting. Because, look, I'm not going to sit here and say they could have beaten Ohio State or Michigan with Cooper DeGene. But I sure as hell don't think they're going to be able to compete without him. They're looking at being a huge underdog in that game with him. I mean, just think about all the injuries they've had. we We do need to give Kirk Ferentz and this team more credit, I think, than we have for for that. Absolutely. Like we we make fun of of the way the games are played, the the the, the offensive ineptitude. And look, the, I think the offense would have been inept anyway, but not to this level. The fact no. that they are eight and two and ranked sixteenth in the country without the guy they went out and spent all the money for in the transfer portal, Cade McNamara, even bigger than his top two, two pass catchers. Yes. The, the two tight ends are bigger than McNamara in my mind. 
I, 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 well, if you, you put them both together, yes. Yeah. I don't know if one individually is bigger than McNamara, but both of them, because that, those are the two pass catchers for Iowa and they don't just catch passes. They block too. And that's the scheme. The scheme's built for those guys. Yes. And even if McNamara's out there, like I, I, I truly don't believe Seth Anderson and Caleb Brown are having these breakthrough seasons because I just they're not they don't scheme for those guys, <laughs> you know. Like it's mm-hmm. why I, it's why wide receivers traditionally don't have any success at the University of Iowa. It's the way it's built is for these tight ends. You take both of them out, and yeah, it, it's a tough sledding. The fact that they are where they're at deserve Kirk deserves a lot of credit. I think that, he does. I think that he um, emotionally was just spent at the end of last week. You saw that. And then to lose a guy like Cooper, that that whole clubhouse there deserves a lot of credit. And How I'm emotional to to is Ferentz going to be if they win this game this week yeah. against I mean, Illinois? I think they still will, don't you? I don't know. I, 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 I do expect them to win the game. Yeah. Especially now that we're getting word from Illinois that they're going to bench the quarterback who just set all those records last game. Yeah, they're going to go back to their previous starter who was injured. We saw what they did. I think we were all watching, waiting for that overtime game to end. That was tied at 42 going into overtime. But they're going to, it sounds like anyway, from what Brett Bielema said, they're going to bring Altmeyer back, who was out in concussion protocol. And you look at his numbers for the season and it's nothing special at all. Yeah. I can't believe that they would go away from such a hot hand that did that last week. The only thing, and Scott's watching on YouTube, he's kind of pointing this out, the only reason I don't like this game for Iowa is that Bielema just, like, you can sense there's a little bit of, like, McCarney-Iowa stuff with him. Like, you know, he puts a huge emphasis on this game, and rightfully so. Sure. If you're Illinois, you want to target one of the top dogs, you – you're going to circle Iowa and, and Wisconsin in this. God, remember that game last year? Oh, 9-6. Oh. What's the score prediction? 9-6. <laughs> I can't believe they lost that game. I, yeah. I, well, let's call it what it is, though. These next two games, and our friends at Circle will agree, are toss-ups. Really. I mean, you, I when, think the, when the number's the Nebraska- this low... It's a I'm a lot more confident in Iowa at home against Illinois than I am on the road against Nebraska when As they might be, be playing for bowl eligibility. I, I was starting to turn on that Nebraska game, though. I've watched them a lot, and their offense is awful. Like, I just – if Rutgers couldn't score on Iowa, like, I just didn't know how Nebraska was going to be able to. Who knows how the the DeGene thing changes everything there. Um. Well, I want to thank a couple of our great sponsors. I just mentioned our friends at Circus Sports Iowa. Uh, my locks of the week, Hassel, I'm on fire. I haven't had a losing week in like seven, eight weeks now. I'll be doing my podcast today with Mike Palm. Ooh, okay. Check it out later today. You're uh, you're t- you're on you're on such a heater that I'm getting texts from Dave Zavolinsky all hours of the night, <laughs> but me and you on the group text asking you. Which games you're hot on this weekend? <laughs> He's like, I have my- to bet my house. I, I have to bet my house. I'm down $5,000. I need a win. My buddy Corey, he's a Wisconsin guy, texted me yesterday. He goes, when is the last time you lost a college football bet? And now, so now it's it's sure thing that I'm going 0-4 this week. So it's time what, to start What's fading. your, it, during this run, 
What is your overall record? Like, what, I'd what have are you to hitting add it up? I mean, I'm like seven or eight games over 500 in this in this run. I'm not going you know like I, four look, out I, every I, week. I beat just, you in the Dave Zavolinski pool this past week. Look, what's the overall standings, bro? I don't know, but it doesn't matter because Dave doesn't pay out much for the end of the year standings. I'm like top ten in the overall, and I'm Dave, not going to get anything for it. It's the stupidest setup I've it's, ever it's seen. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You get <laughs> you win the whole season. And it's like one tenth of what you would win for winning one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, when I tell you guys to bet at circa, though, this is what I mean. When I say they have better odds, now you're gonna. Sometimes you're gonna shop around and find a better number for what you want, but they're not gonna screw you on the juice. That's the biggest thing. Circa Sports Iowa. I promise you will not regret it especially with basketball season. we got crossover season going on. A lot of guys play some bets responsibly, of course. Be sure to support our friends at Circa. I saw a picture of our friends at Circa. They're getting ready for the Las Vegas Grand Prix out in Vegas, the Formula One race that everybody... God, they're still getting ready about. for that? Oh, my God. It's this weekend. Oh. So I actually kind of thought after the game, the green flags at like midnight, Saturday night, we could watch it. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because that'll be, that be when fun? I'm getting over there. Wouldn't that be a good time? Yeah, might be. Wait, what? The green flags at midnight in, yeah, in a ten o'clock in local in Vegas. Yeah, because they do it. They cater for all the Europeans. They want the Europeans to be able to okay. watch. Okay, so they want them to be up for the next day. Okay. Yep, and that helps their television ratings too, because they're you know, it's it's a hard thing when your sport is global with the time zone. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a difficult thing to roll through. Let's move on and do some Iowa State here. Of course, Hassel's coming to call this game, and we're looking forward to to seeing him. By the way, right as we went on the air, I get a call from John Walters. The couldn't God answer it. Father. I couldn't answer it because we were going on the air. Do you think he feels like I'm infringing on his territory? No. My guess, knowing the Godfather, is yeah. that he's got he's got that booth so well prepared for you, yeah, that he's wanting to tell you. Okay, now, now this here's the deal: we got three internet hookups for you, but this one's got a little bit faster. That's my guess as to what's okay. going on. All right, I'm gonna give him a call back I, after the those program. guys. I want to give a shout out to all of those play by plays. Their their jobs are not nearly as luxurious as most people think. Like mm-hmm. we're trying to plan out all of the gear for next week when the women are in Vegas, football is in Manhattan, the men are in uh, Orlando, you've got Iowa, Iowa State wrestling on Friday. And like Walters has these spreadsheets, he's got it all mapped out. The guy is just an organizational whiz. And he's lo- I know he's looking forward to having you guys and hosting you. Great. I'm looking forward to seeing him because every time I come back, I invite his ass to wherever we're at and he's always like, Oh, no, sorry, can't do it. Steve wants a wrestle-off between you and the Godfather for a the best spot in the press box. What do you I say? Think the, uh, the Godfather would be feisty. Uh, I don't think I could beat him in a wrestle-off. I think Godfather would, like, bite your ear and do that. Yeah, he would. Stuff. I've seen him get mad at some other media members before, and <laughs> I'm scared of him. I've been blown away this week. I've had a bunch. I actually have a lot of Texas friends in media and stuff. I've been around the league for so long. And I've gotten a lot, believe it or not, this blew me away. 
how many Texas people do not understand why Iowa State fans hate them so much. Really? Yes. Like, because to me, it's just common sense. You tried to kill Iowa State. Matt, do you have that video from yesterday? I did. I kind of just went off yesterday on a podcast with Bloom. Little pet peeve for me too today. Reading a bunch of these Texas fans, and they can't, they cannot comprehend these people. Why they are so hated? And it's just like look in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm not being personal. Put yourself in the shoes of any of these other schools. You would hate Texas and Oklahoma. It's completely natural. You yeah, tried to you, kill them. I don't. You lied to their face while they're making decisions for however many years while you're cutting a backroom deal and you're leading them to make certain decisions while you know you're not going to be there. And now you wonder why they hate you. Totally agree. Big 12 should That's have a why. Cons- the, the Big 12 should have its conspiracy against both those schools. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. for it. <laughs> you should get booed. Protect your brand. This is totally normal. Do you think... <sighs> and I'll tell you this, Texas, you're not going to be liked in the SEC either. They're going to hate you too. Yeah. Because you're... you're, uh, you're I'm sorry, Texas, you're a bit of an elitist. Mm-hmm. And you go to those SEC schools, them are good old boys in the back. They're not going to like you. Yeah. They don't want oh your... God. Ivy League, pinky in the air, Austin, oh, technology. They're going to, re- they will resent you too. You will not be liked there either. Is that a fair commentary? I, I guess I didn't, I, I, I guess I just assume that one, Texas fans wouldn't care. Two, <laughs> they would, they would say, bring it on. Like, yeah, everybody That's should hate us because we're You're the best. You're Texas. You're telling me that there are people that you know. They're yes. like, oh, I just don't understand why, why Iowa State hates us. Yes, because many of them look at it as, look at all the money we made them over the years. They should be thanking us for our time in the Big 12. Where I can promise you many Iowa State fans view themselves, and I would put myself in this category where I I, I – You'll see it on Saturday night when you look down and you see the, you know, the north central Iowa farmer and his car hearts sneaking in, you know, shooters of whiskey. They view themselves as the polar opposite of what a Texas fan represents in their mind. Right or wrong. Like, it's just how, you, like, the, the cultures of these two places could not be more. It's like Pullman, Washington, and USC. Right. Right. Or Corvallis and Seattle. Like, it, it's just a very, very. And this is why I love college football because you get these types of things. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, yeah like you, I've done a bunch of Texas radio shows and they're like, man, seems to be like a lot of heat coming from Ames this week. Yeah, they don't like you. They hate yeah, you. It's And it's the last one. It's, this is the yeah. last go round. Not going to face Texas again unless it's in a bowl game. And look, I. This is going to be back to back weeks to finish the season here where I'm calling games that aren't going to happen anymore this week iowa state texas next week calling the last apple cup iconic game man these washington washington state they're not going to play anymore because washington left for the big 10 it's you know and we just had bedlam that's not going to be played anymore we saw how ridiculous it was when a&m went to the sec and they stopped playing texas 
because the Big 12 wouldn't play against schools that, that left, which, I mean, look, I, I, I get to an extent. I just hate that we are losing all of these reasons why we grew up loving the game. All of these connections. Like, Iowa-Texas isn't some great rivalry. But how long has it been going on now? A generation. 1994, and, I think. And it's great when you have a team like Texas coming to Ames in November. Yeah. It's awesome. You're so different. And now you're having all of the, you're trying to put all the, the best programs in one conference. I, and, and we've said it. Got news for some of these teams. There, there's not enough wins to go around. Only 50% of you win on a given week. And some of these teams are going to have to play the role of the the little brother. And they don't realize that. Like, look how tough the SEC is going to be now with Texas and Oklahoma joining. I mean, wh- my God. I had a coach this week, an assistant coach, not at Iowa State or Iowa, uh, a Power 5 assistant coach, because I was asking these types of questions. And he told me that the middle to the back of these Big Ten and SEC schools are now considered to be, even though it's in the game, worse jobs because of exactly what you just said. Well, just look at the gap that has taken shape in the Big Ten over the last five to ten years. The gap from Michigan, Ohio State, then there's a gap to Penn State. Like Penn State can't even get through those top two. And then but then after like Penn State beats everybody else. Yeah. Everybody. Look what they did Handling, to Iowa. Usually. Yes. And then just a chasm from Penn State down to whoever is the fourth best in any given year, which this year it's Iowa. Like in all of these teams down here, like all these Big Ten West teams. Those are tough jobs. Those are that that that's middling, right there. Because you, it is a long way to the top. Even though there's only a couple teams between you and Ohio State, I mean, it it is a huge gap, and that's why over the last couple of months, I've actually I've kind of come around on adding USC and UCLA and in Oregon and Washington and Washington because I I don't like what the Big Ten's become in football. I really don't. It is the haves and the have-nots, and there needs to be a change. Well, this is why, so I was, John Miller and I on Monday did a show to make up for us not having ours, and we talked about Lance Leipold and the connections to Michigan State and even Texas A&M, and I started texting around, and the overwhelming majority of the responses I got back were Leipold would be better off staying at Kansas. He's already getting rich there. They're already going to pay him like with the job he's done there. He's yeah, making five, it, six million look, dollars it, a year. It's going right? to depend on what you want because the Big 12 is going to be able to offer you some stuff that uh, Texas A&M can't in the SEC. But Texas A&M is going to be able to offer you stuff that like you're going to get better players at A&M. You are. You're going to have better facilities. You are going to have no more doubt. marquee marquee moments and opportunities. You're also going to have a much shorter leash. And you're also going to have a, a much more difficult time, one, winning games, two, like that one season where you might be able to compete for a championship. 
You're going to get more of those probably at Kansas in the Big 12 than you would going to Texas A&M, as, as wild as that sounds. I think Saw you would. Jimbo Fisher is going to be making, like the number was like $28,000 a day <laughs> until his contract is paid out, like just something just well, they, crazy. They can like print that. money there. They, they print money. They just, on the field, they had that check for $160 million that they all raised from the 12th Man Foundation that was raised mostly to buy out Jimbo Fisher. And now, not only are they buying him out and paying him all that money, they also need a treasure trove, and they have it, to go pay the next guy even more. Because it's going to happen. Let's talk about this Iowa State-Texas matchup. Let me give you my quick, quick scout on this. I did a really in-depth one with Bloom yesterday. If Iowa State fans want to go and hear that, it's on Cyclone Fanatic, the Williamson Bloom Wednesday. I'll give you the more cut down. I'll be honest, Chris. Like When I look at this game from a football standpoint, just looking at the players, looking at the ratings, I think Iowa State's going to have a really, really difficult time putting pressure on Quinn Ewers, and I think it's going to be next to impossible for Iowa State to just line up and run the football. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what does that tell me? Um, one, the status of Jeremiah Cooper could not be more important. Where are we at right now with him? I think he's going to play. I think he's going to. I think they. I think he could have played last week. He suited up. I think they held him out last week, thinking that God forbid we need him, we'll put him in. We're going to save him for Texas. That's my gut. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the other side, they. They cannot line up and try and run against Texas, a team that only gives up 3.0 yards per carry. No, You called them against Bama. Bama couldn't run the ball on this team. Mm -hmm. Who's to think Iowa State's going to? They've gone they four straight get out games there. without allowing the other team to rush for 100 yards. Yes. So, like, Iowa State has to get out there and just be aggressive offensively. And it... it it feels like Texas has everything to lose here. They're playing for a spot in the college football playoff. Iowa State really with nothing. You're playing with house money. You already have six wins. You've already exceeded what anybody thought you were going to do. Is Van Wick sleeping at the wheel here? You got a picture vibe. of Iowa Creighton basketball up. Come on, Van Wick. Are He's you, got a baby. He's holding a baby. Put, your, put yourself up on camera right now. Put, put yourself in the chat. I want to see your ass. You're, look at you. <laughs> We're paying you the big bucks, man. God. That poor bastard. Got a wailing baby as he's trying to produce the show. Sorry, Watch, watch the ahead. next thing Van Wink's going to pull out his teat. I, it looked like he was breastfeeding. It really did. It's 2023. Sorry, on, Guys can breastfeed now. I'm on now. paternity leave. I'm on double duty. Oh, God. All right. Sorry, Williams. Go ahead. My apologies. I don't even know where I was at. I guess I'll put it on a tee for you here. The yeah. My vibe going into this is going to be a tall task for Iowa State. But, mm -hmm. man, the intangibles of this game I like for Iowa State because you really have nothing to lose. Um, but I, they're going to have to be aggressive across the board. Haycock's going to have to blitz. Iowa State's going to have to come out throwing. You're probably going to need a big turnover or a special teams play. That's how I see this one because Texas is so good. They might be the best team in the country up front when you combine both sides of the football, oh, offensive yeah. and defensive line. Man, that defensive line is great. They're but so Iowa good. State's done a great job not giving up sacks, only giving up like one sack a game. 
I I really worry about the Texas pass catchers. I I don't think I've seen a better group of pass catchers on one team than at Texas when you also factor in JT Sanders, the tight end. I mean, they have it. Jordan Whittington is just like playing, he's like a role player on this team. That's how great they are from a talent standpoint on the outside. Quinn Ewers is back. He wasn't great last week, but he was good. And we've seen him rise to the occasions in these big games. Even though they lost at Oklahoma, he was pretty good. Uh, I mean, from the sounds of it, I think Texas thinks that Iowa State is going to not give them the deep ball and make them go underneath. Is that what you think Iowa State is going to do? It doesn't sound like it because you said Iowa State needs to take chances well, on both here, sides of the ball. Here's my concern from an Iowa State standpoint is I think – I think Iowa State's secondary is up to the task as long as Cooper's back there. My problem is if you give Quinn Ewers all day to pick it apart, then, yeah, you have no chance. So I, 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 Iowa State's defense is built to be able to get pressure with three. You saw it last week against BYU, one of the rare games this year where they were able to do that. They wreaked havoc on that kid who had never seen the dime stack. This is a different deal. And if you get, if you like, so Jonathan Brooks being out for Texas is a huge deal. And I know they have five star running backs everywhere, but this is maybe the you best do, running I, back in college interesting. football. So, so you think that's a, a huge deal? I do, only in the sense that this other guy's a blue chip too. Like Baxter, I think is his name. Baxter actually started the year, he was the starter and the yeah. first true freshman starter for Texas in game one since Ricky Williams. So I mean, he's got the talent, but he's just never done it. Like so, watch he's going to yeah. go out and run for two hundred now. <laughs> and I, I think that I think the question is behind him. Like it's been those two guys. It's been yeah, it's been those two. Like Baxter has been the one to spell Brooks. Who's now going to be the one to spell Baxter? And is that person going to make a mistake? Is that person going to be as good in pass pro? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I trust Iowa State's secondary, but the problem is I just don't think they're going to be able to get pressure with three like that. I know they're not going to be able to against that offensive line. So what is Haycock? What is Haycock? Because you, I just you can't let Quinn Ewers just sit back there and have no, all day. You, you will lose the football game if that's the case. So Iowa State has some real schematic challenges going into this one. The good thing is, you know, if we're sitting here and know this, you know, John Haycock does too. We'll see if they can put a plan together, go out and execute it. This feels like a Texas win to me, but again, you know, it's a night game at Trice. That place is going to be on fire. You, It feels even different to me than that Kansas game did. That Kansas game, you went into it, and it felt like Iowa State was tight. You knew what they were playing for. They had to get the bowl eligibility. All that, There was a lot of pressure on it. This one, it just, you know, the only pressure on Iowa State is, oh, it's the last time Texas is playing here. You really have nothing to lose. So I, I just I think that Campbell and his staff will call the game differently because of that. If you look at Texas's schedule and results lately, they're kind of, in my opinion, they're due for like a breakout game, which is scary. Because not you go back that well. Yeah, yeah. You go back okay, they lost to Oklahoma, right? Then mm -hmm. they had that just weird game at Houston 
where they just screwed around and only won by seven. They had a blowout of BYU at, at home. BYU's terrible. Then they had the Kansas State overtime game. And then last week against TCU, I mean, they're cruising. They're up by 20 most of the game. And then TC, they, they, they just fall apart at the end of the game. They haven't really been able to put together a full game outside of that BYU game since they lost their first game of the season. You got to go all the way back to September outside the BYU game for Texas to really put together a full game. They've been they've been playing around with teams and, and they're lucky that they got out of there with only that one loss to Oklahoma. I'd, I'd now, be interested to ask a Texas coach like off the record what's happened to you guys sure. in the second half and just see what their analysis on it is. Because that I mean, Kansas State game was a little weird because yours wasn't playing. You know, and I, I don't know. It's is are they are they losing focus? Is it what? Because I had turned the TCU game off last week. Yeah, I, I, I was yeah I was done with it, and I start getting texts Same. like, "Hey, may may turn it back to the." Texas I had moved game. on. I checked. I I marked that as a win, and then all of a sudden they needed a huge play late, or else they were going to have to punt it back to TCU with a three point lead. I'm Let's do, do our my kitchen, kitchen refresh. That's your kitchen refresh segment? No, no. Well, I want to do it. Okay, let's do it. Let me give the read. I am um, t- sending you guys to kitchenrefreshiowa.com where you can get a free consultation when you book your appointment. Kitchenrefreshiowa.com. They replace your kitchen cabinet doors. They paint the boxes to match. It saves you time and a lot of money. If your wife has been hounding you about cabinets... Oh, they're so out of date. Well, I'm telling you, you can go to kitchenrefreshiowa.com and you can get them up to date for like a third of the price of what you would pay for new cabinets. Kitchenrefreshiowa.com. Hassel, give me your refresh segment on the Cyclones. My refresh is pretty simple, and it's basically a question. Actually, it's a demand. Get your shit together. Figure out... What are you yelling about? What, is, what, what the goddamn tie-breaking scenario is for Iowa State? My God. I gave you homework a couple of days ago. Are you, you're talking to me? I'm talking to you, Van Winkle. Hey, he's your stack guy. You're, I said no to the stack kid because I didn't want you to have the authority to tell me anything to do. Okay? Well, so, Staddy Van Winkle, Van what Winkle, do you got for us? Well, he's he's got a totally different view of this than Bloom does. He's going at Bloom. Bloom thinks Iowa State needs to win out and get help. Van Wink thinks all Iowa State has to do is win out. Can someone get their shit together and come out and definitively tell us what Iowa State needs to do? That's all I'm asking. There's two games left, folks. Steady, what do you got for us? Well, basically what I said on the show on Tuesday. This is how I interpreted it, and this is what the Big 12 is basically saying, is that the first of the tiebreaker is head-to-head, and then it's record against those teams that are tied are you low van Van wink you sound low if iowa state is tied, if iowa state wins out they would have wins over texas and oklahoma state that would give them that would get them into one of the two spots in the championship game in my opinion this is how i interpret it 
I don't know why Bloom thinks OU has to lose. William, I don't know. Can you? Go ahead. You you can't break this tie here. We need we figured out we need somebody to break a goddamn tie. I don't know. Oh Jesus Christ! How is this possible? Here's the line from Brett McMurphy. This is what the Big Twelve told him: If all the tied teams are not common opponents, the tied team that defeated each other of the other tied teams earn the championship. That's the most confusing thing I've ever heard. This is all because these giant conferences. It, oh. it is, and, and we're going to be seeing more of this. This is going to happen on a yearly basis. Yeah, because you guys don't have to deal with it because of divisions, and that all goes away next year. This is going to be a freaking annual thing. I just I need to know, before I go on for my broadcast, what Iowa State needs to do. I have people who will let us know. You told me that the other day. You said, Bloom's on it. Bloom's on it. Yeah, well, and so Bloom comes out, gives his take, and Matty Van Winks just shits all over him. You get get your shit together. I told you I'm not worrying about this shit until Iowa State beats Texas. I told you that on Monday. But you need to worry about it. It's your job to worry about it. You gotta know. These fans need to I know. Don't... You're not a player. You're not a coach. This is your job. And how you want my how kitchen upset refresh? is Van Winks right now that he 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 for the second straight show. He's just laying it out there for us, and we don't believe him. <laughs> We're just dismissing anybody, does anybody everything he's saying. Know what, does anybody know what's going on? All I know is that the Kansas State fans are pissed. Why? I don't know. They're all mad. Kansas State thinks they're getting screwed because the Big 12 changed rules or something, where I don't think they changed anything. I think they just worded things poorly, from what it, I understand. Clearly. Clearly, they've worded things very poorly. It's it's awful. It's a terrible look. You know what else is a bad look? I'll give you my kitchen refresh. Iowa fans, stop bitching about the refs before the games even start. <laughs> You're talking about basketball. Yes. I got on Twitter on the other night. I'm with you. Uh, I can't stand it. I was excited to watch this Iowa Creighton basketball game, and all I'm seeing is you people bitching about this Courtney Green guy. Stop. At least be like Iowa State fans and bitch once the calls are made. Yes. Wait for the bad call to be made. Then have at it. This guy but, is not out to make Iowa basketball lose. I promise you. Stop. It. That's it. That was my kitchen refresh. But it was very I'm with annoying. You, Williams. I, I hate it. And it's, it's exactly what Iowa fans get all over Iowa State for is – just complaining about officiating. It's the same damn thing. Everybody does it. But yes, I'm with you. Do it after a bad call or what you think is a bad call. (laughs) Don't do it before the game when there's just a list of names. I don't need 15 tweets about, oh my God, this Courtney Green is officiating. We're screwed now. I was screwed now. We're done. There you go. That's my kitchen refresh for the Hawkeyes. Jeez, Keith says this kitchen refresh was brutal. You know what I think's brutal, Keith? Your face. <laughs> I want to hear from Tom Brands and Kevin Dresser, who are both furious. What is that noise in the background? Uh, my my wife started printing something in the middle of our show. That's oh, what's come going on. on. That's oh why I was... Oh, my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> Babies crying. We got printers going off. What's going on here? Van Wink, you are the quiet. You're the quietest you've ever been. What? I'm yes. Quiet? 
It's unbelievable. I'm right in the mic. Is this better? No, you're quieter than hell. <laughs> Can we get the Tom better, Brands better. and Kevin Dresser, please? No, it's not better. Asking the play wrong the- question to the wrong people. And I'm not even hot. I'm not hot under the collar. I'm seeing very clear. My temper is intact. What was the Department of Justice doing in the state of Iowa to target Iowa State and the University of Iowa athletes? What were they doing? I don't know who to ask. You're the media. It's a sports story. You're sports media. Ask the questions. I can promise you that the NCAA did not want this whole mess thrown on their lap. Um, to me, the bigger question is who in Des Moines decided to, to get this thing going and why? And we've never really heard those answers. And that's really what I want to know is, is why are we in this? Why are Iowa and Iowa State athletes the only ones in this? Why is this? It just seems to be uh, very confusing to me as to why this even happened. And, you know, we don't seem to get a lot of answers in that respect. And, you know, I think the kids that are going to get charged in this are probably going to come out really on the good side of those things because I think there was a lot of things, from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of things that were done in this process that wasn't um, you know, that wasn't right for these kids. So that'll all come out later. I won't say any more because I'll get in trouble. I thought that was really telling. You know, the Brands one is just more... <laughs> <laughs> kind of Tom Brands-ish, but the the end of that Kevin Dresser one was really interesting, very thought-provoking. Like, what what's still going to drop here? I would also like to just point out from a media standpoint is this is what happens when giant media conglomerates lay off, you know, 75% of the media members in our state, and we don't have enough people, guys. There's not enough good journalists left to that have the time to do this and that are being instructed. This is the way the world is right now, which is unfortunate, but it's also uh, just a reality of the situation. Uh, there is stuff that's going to come out. I mean, we, we've both heard rumblings, Chris, but there's also a point where you just can't, where you can't say, and I'm with Tom Brantz. I, I don't know who to ask. I've been sending text messages. Like, who do I talk to about this? What do we do about this? And, and if Kim Reynolds, you know, was, was asked about it by, I, I want to say a, channel five report somebody a couple weeks ago and she kind of you know gave us some word salad when it comes to that thing i i do believe more is definitely going to come out of this i don't know when but i thought both of our wrestling coaches were awesome when when answering these questions this week remember in july when you came on this show and you said i feel like we're in the bottom of the eighth inning right now in this gambling thing (laughs) and i said you are out of your gourd it is november 16th and we still don't have any answers we have no idea why this this went down yeah jesus my dad is out of freaking control in the comments i also um Another part where many of us got this wrong is we thought other states would follow. That ain't happening. Well, With the gambling stuff. That's certainly not happening. I don't know if I ever thought other states would follow. I thought there'd definitely be more. I did not think that this would be isolated to Iowa and Iowa State athletes the whole time. Well, and, again, and- I'm still asking the question. 
What about the Morningside athletes? Well, yes. Uh, I mean, we're out as, to get underage gamblers, out, right? Yes. Why is what it about just the Iowa Grandview and Iowa State? students that are and, gambling and underage? Hey, why isn't it Iowa State cross country? Yeah. Why isn't it Iowa field hockey? Right. Why is it only football, basketball, wrestling? They're one of the most high-profile people yes, possible. Exactly. And that is... The lawyers will tell you that if that's the case, that is not how this thing works. That is not legal to do that. And whoever decided that this was going to be the way they were going to go about it, step up. Own it. Nobody's Tell us owning why. This. Maybe there are other legitimate reasons. Maybe you can tell your side of the story here. But that's the thing. Like nobody even knows who brought this about and 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 why. Like we've we've heard well, stuff. Well, we it, don't. But we, yeah. you, you know, somebody does. It's I ridiculous. It so was. I, 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 I did think that was important for them to come out because they got they got hit harder than any other sport. And then there was an NCAA ruling like a week and a half ago that essentially kept those guys out even more. Which to me, like as a wrestler, you're really getting screwed because you can't really, you know, like Hunter Decker shouldn't be playing because he bet on his team. Like we all know mm-hmm. that. But like then you have Noah Shannon and Deshaun Hanneke that I think got screwed. But these wrestlers got screwed even more because you can't really bet. They're not betting on NCAA wrestling. Right? What what were the wrestlers betting on? Just other sports? Yeah. Like, that were at not, Iowa State? Allegedly, yes. <sighs> yeah. It's it's really screwed up. Let's give our top three games. Of the weekend, we'll do a Steeple Ridge bourbon. Cheers to the freaking weekend! Uh, give me your top three for this weekend, Hassel. All right, let's start it off with a battle between teams that need a win to stay in the bowl race, and it's two teams that were ranked earlier on this season: Coach Prime's Buffaloes against Washington State. It's on the Palouse. Washington State's a four-point favorite. I think both teams are four and six. Both teams in a free fall. Winner of this game still has a chance to get to a bowl game. Loser eliminated. Interesting matchup. Friday night standalone, too. Yes, Friday, I should say. Yes, good good, good, uh, good call there. That's a Friday game. Uh, My second game to watch. This is just a good game in a non-power conference. SMU, Memphis. SMU, a, a slight, well, it's a touchdown favorite, eight and a half point favorite. They have, I believe, the same overall record, eight and two. Uh, SMU's kind of rolling, but it's at Memphis, Liberty Bowl. That should be uh, that should be a fun, interesting game. Yeah, it lives until you've been to the Liberty yeah, Bowl, buddy. It might be going back this year. I know they want you back. They want you back. I want. I, that's want what I want. I want to go to Memphis, baby. Let's go. Is that what you want? All right. Yes. And then... My number one game, Washington at Oregon State. The Beavs are favored by two and a half. Oregon State revamped their stadium. 
They have been great there. It's it's a small. I mean, it only holds like forty thousand, but they're all right on top of you, and you know. They want to ruin everything for Washington. That that one of those teams that's leaving. If they win this game, that ruins Washington's playoff hopes, and they are favored. I I, I think this is the best game of the weekend. I'm with you, and I even put that on mine. I, I broke the rules. What in I'm the hell? So, I'm so excited for this game. It's it's everything you want out of college football, and. It, very similar vibes to what we're going to get names this week, except Oregon State is a top 15 team right now. Mm-hmm. But Corvallis is awesome. It's one of my favorite college towns. And I I think Washington loses. I, I think that the number is right I here. do too. I, I, I Selfishly, I hope they win so that they're undefeated when I go there next week for the Apple Cup. But I, do, very I well, do think Oregon State will win. This might be one of my picks of the week with Mike Palm it, later. It kind of... Um, in a different way, but it kind of has that same feel as uh, Oklahoma State going to UCF last week. Yeah, kind of I would agree same with feel. that completely. Uh, I also have I'm North Carolina at Clemson's interesting to me. I'm just interested in this Clemson story and how Dabo like they responded really well. He lost it on that caller. They go back and beat <laughs> Notre Dame. You know, like I, I'm really interested to see because if he loses again, and they're a six and a half point favorite in this one, but I, you've seen North Carolina. I think they're pretty good. Uh, I think they very well could go in there and win this game outright. It, I'm not saying Dabo is going to get fired or anything like that, but I, I really wonder if he's going to be able to turn this thing back around. I just think he's too old fashioned for this this current time, but we'll we'll see. I so again, I Clemson has caught my eye just cuz I wanted to watch how Dabo goes down. And then the Sunflower State, Kansas State at Kansas. Really interested in Kansas's quarterback situation. Bean went down last week. They have three guys listed as a starter in this football game. Kansas State is playing in, in their minds for a Big 12 championship, still trying to get into that game. And uh, just a really interesting rivalry game in the Big 12. So there you go. There's my top three. Let's do cheers to the freaking weekend, courtesy of Steeple Ridge. To hang out with you, brother. Well, that's, I mean, it's easy. That's mine, too. Let's go. Cheers. Can't Is wait to get a, there and uh, yeah, see you Jack Trice Stadium again. And, for you. Yeah, so... Your broadcast, does it start? Because a lot of people want to listen to you, I'm assuming, because it's one of our games. Will, will you start right at 7, or do you have a pregame? We will start right at 7 o'clock. Okay. Central time. And you can find it on the Varsity app. You're not going to be able to find it on any radio station because we are blacked out yeah. in the states where we're calling the games. Because they want you, you know, they obviously don't want to take anything away from the Cyclone Radio Network. But if you want to listen, download the Varsity app. You can get it right on there. And it's one of the, like, you click the search button and it's right at the top, College Football Saturday Night. I like watching on YouTube. You're still just, Turn your you're mic a up. church mouse. You're a little tit mouse. Check, 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 check. check. Tit mouse Van Wink. Is it because of that baby in the background? Or are you trying that baby to baby screwed something up. You know what the sign of a good producer is? I can put a baby to sleep and <laughs> produce a show at the same time. <laughs> Staddy Van Winkle will be right there side-by-side with with Hassel on on Saturday night. Looking forward to it. Great Uh, week of shows, by the way, on Iowa Everywhere. The the new J-Bo show was awesome. I thought they gave a really good breakdown of the Iowa Creighton game. Um, 
And I had a. I thought why, I thought we were going to call it Jabo and the Priest. <laughs> I had a. I would like you to listen to this one, Chris. I had Chris Cuellar from the Iowa High School Athletic Association on CW Pod. Yeah, I listened yesterday. to some of that. That was good. I thought he was fantastic and just very open about the challenges that are facing that organization. And then not only that, but it was state football is about to start champion eight man championship. Well, it probably just started about five minutes ago here live. I would encourage anyone who cares about high school athletics in our state to go and listen to that. Cause it's a fascinating topic to me. Um, so c- can I jump back in with this tiebreaker thing again? Because sure. Zach Odin is in the comments. Show. Zach Odin's in the comments kind of, uh, spelling it out like how I see it and how Bloom sees it and not how Van Wink sees it. And it and it goes back to the horrible wording from the Big 12. Zach says that it, it, it clearly states that you win the tie. If there's a bunch of teams tied and you've beaten all those teams, all of them, then you win the tiebreaker. Obviously, that makes sense. But if you haven't beaten all of them, then it goes to the next tiebreaker. And in that instance... Iowa State would be tied with Oklahoma, who they did not beat. So then it would go to the next tiebreaker, which could be a common opponent like Kansas, and then it screws everything up. So if I had to put money on it right now, I would say that Iowa State needs to win out and get some help. That's how I understand it, too. But Iowa State would have played all three of those teams. Yeah, but they didn't beat Oklahoma. They only beat two of the three. So Iowa State of those three teams would be the only team that has played all the other tied teams? I don't know. Did Texas play (laughs) Oklahoma State? No. I don't know. I'm just going to email a Big 12 contact and say, will you please spell it out You need to get this goddamn thing figured out because it's really pissing me off. I'm just going to do that today. And 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 now it's it's you know it's it's embarrassing Van Winkle who's out there stuck his neck out two shows in a row. And I don't want to see him get his head cut off. I'm not trying to cut his head off. I just I will I will email my contact at the Big Twelve today and see if I can learn anything. My only point is if Iowa State's seven and two and they have wins over Texas and Oklahoma State who are also tied at first, they should be in. Look, I, I'm with you on that. I think that makes sense. I just don't know the position the other teams are in in that four way tie, in that hypothetical four way tie. Iowa State would be two and one against those teams. I don't know what the records are for the other teams. Like, is there another team that's is like Oklahoma, for instance? That I guess they would be at least one and one, but not two. And, I I don't know. It that makes more sense to me. What Van Wink is saying, it should be your record against those teams you're tied with. But is there another team that's also potentially two and one against that pod? Figure it out. Figure it out. This is Bush League. This is why people make fun of the Big 12. This is why you're not at the level of the Big 10 and the SEC, because we would know. (laughs) Mark that quote for next year around this time. (laughs) God, could you imagine? Like, we're doing this right now with a 14-team league. Imagine when they're 16. I know. And 18. And maybe 20. It's so (laughs) dumb. It is. It is so dumb. It is. It's, It's terrible. Instead this, of this doing is what's like going to happen. They the, need to have divisions and these, then have divisional championships. What's going to happen, days. Chris, is these tiebreakers are going to end up deciding you know, who gets left out of the championship game. But it's also going to help decide playoffs. The playoff. Yeah. 
And, and it's it's a shame. Grant says that Iowa State would be two and one. Oklahoma would be two and one. Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State would be one and one. So, look, I, I I'm tired is- of trying to defend uh, to figure this out myself. I'm tired of Van Wink staying up all hours of the night with the baby, trying to produce this show, do his job at Iowa State, eat Steady placenta, Van and figure out this tiebreaker. Steady Van Winks. He'll have the info for you by the time you go to air. <laughs> yeah. I- Why don't you do your job? You're like, why do we have to do the job for why? You're, you're the big 12 you're a, guys. You, you are a national. You're a prominent national sports authority hassle. I'm trying. I'm leaning on you. You are Instead the people of leaning I'm leaning on, on to get like this me answer. And Staddy, figure you're it out. The big 12 people. You, you pro, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting worked up. I'm getting worked up. I don't want to be worked up. Figure it out. Love all you guys. Thanks to all of our great commenters, as always. Wait, did, you didn't... Uh, wait, wait, hang on a second. We didn't do a prediction for either game. And Steve Kemp points out that you have a CBS research team. You literally have them I, I, I could lean on them. I could lean on them. Uh, I will go Texas 27-24. I yeah. will go Iowa... Nine to six. <laughs> You're just gonna say nine to six every week. <laughs> I I do I, I am gonna go with Texas to win this game. I think it's gonna be tight in the fourth quarter, but I'm gonna go Texas twenty three seventeen. So Iowa State would cover. I think Iowa wins. <sighs> Nine six. <laughs> you heard it here first. So take the points, uh, Illinois. <laughs> the under is the play, folks. Well, if that thing too, though, like if that thing's over three, like you have to play Illinois, right? You have to fade Deacon Hill at this spot. You th- that's the pro I don't know, man. Thing. He he caught fire there last week. Yeah. Uh, do you trust him to like do you think that Deacon Hill all the time? Do I trust like, him? No, obviously not. <laughs> you can't trust him. But look. He's he's improved. We'll see I all you guys. I think there's going to be enough emotion there to carry Iowa through. I hope so. Hope for 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 Cooper DeGene, I hope that's the case. Uh appreciate everybody watching, listening. Matt says, Please. "Wait, hang on. Hang on." Oh, we also thank our friends at Terraplex Ag, of course. See, Matt's still working back there. He's still making sure we hit all the sponsors. He sent us a private chat. Channel C, Terraplex, Fairway. Actually, Terraplex, they're sponsoring the J-Bo and uh, the Making Mem show. And his co-host, Adam, is an actual farmer. So he knows all about this You said he was a priest. He's not a priest. He's a farmer who has a really great relationship with Jesus. There's a difference. He's like a youth group guy. He's not a priest. priest? He's not a priest. Oh, you told me he was a priest. I did not tell you he was a priest. You think that any religious leader is a priest because you've lived with them. (laughs) There's a gaping difference between a youth group leader and a priest. (laughs) All right. Now it's finally time to say goodbye. Get out of here. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Later.
Iowa everywhere.